Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Live from Estopan All In. It's the Bamos Morados Podcast. Powered by the state of Louisville. Welcome to another episode of the Vamos Morados Podcast. My name's Benton. I'm here with Zach. And today we're good. We're going to do something a little different today. Usually we're pretty centric on on the field action, but we're going to take the focus off the field. We're going to focus on the Lavender Legion Racing Louisville's supporters group. And with us, we have the president and vice president. Why don't you guys introduce yourself? Hi, um, I'm Lee Nevis. I am the president of the Lavender Legion, and I'm very happy to be here. Hi, I'm Robin Pryor, like Richard Pryor. And I had an uncle named Richard. So when people ask me if I'm related to him, I say yes. And they could look at me real confused. <laughs> I am the vice president, outgoing and probably incoming of the Lavender Legion. There you go. My last name's Newman. And so I got a lot of Seinfeld references as a kid. And I didn't watch Seinfeld as a kid. So Newman. Yep. My dad worked for the post office too. Oh, even better. Yeah, it makes it even better. Well, thank you guys for uh, for joining us. I'm glad to get you guys on, two wonderful people, and you guys have a lot of fun to share about your time starting the Lavender Legion for Racing Louisville, and it's been uh, been quite a season for you guys, hasn't it? Fun is yeah. a word. Fun is a <laughs> One word. word. You know, super One uneventful, word. nothing big happened, everything was easy. <laughs> nice smooth, smooth sailing. season. Yeah. Smooth sailing, no no bumps in the road. <laughs> they gave you guys the guidebook on how to do it. You just followed it and it went when it's planned. Absolutely. Everything went by the rules. It was great. <laughs> so let's let's start the beginning. I kind of know, like, what's the process like to set up a supporters group? Like, what are all the, I guess, initial hoops and whatnot that you guys had to go through? Buddy, I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> literally, we like we literally picked the hottest day in July, and we literally met with these people, whoever was interested at Molly's and the outside thing that that they have, and we are all sweating our tits off and wearing masks in this hot ass weather. And Scout, thanks, thank God for Scouse because honestly, like Absolutely. he really like helped us kind of get get the get it plugged in and he knew how to start the conversation. And then I think we he kind of handed off, you know, for us to kind of build from there. But holy cow, literally there was no method. <laughs> it was all madness. And we literally asked people who wants to be part of this groundbreaking like building from the ground up organization. And I think that was probably literally it. Yeah. And it was really weird because I mean, yeah, it was in the middle of COVID. So it's like everything we had to do was all by social media. It was just like Facebook message after Twitter message, after Instagram message, like constantly just being like, please, do you want to like hang out with us? Like, will you just like follow us? Like, do you want to, do you want to be our friend? Can you, we just connect via social media? Check yes or no. Check <laughs> yes or no. Like, yeah, it was really crazy, but yeah, no, definitely big ups to Scouse because I remember like 
I think like at the beginning of 2020, like before the pandemic even started before, like we were even a thought, um, he called me one day and was like, Hey, you know, this NWSL team is starting. Obviously we didn't have a name yet. He was like, I really think that we need to go ahead and think about starting a supporters group. And I was like, okay, yeah, people can think about that. Sure. I think that's a great idea for people to start thinking about that. And he's like, no, Lee, like, I think you should maybe start thinking about it. And I was like, "Mm, no, I'm good actually, but thanks. And then like, I thought about it for like two weeks and I was like, no, I really should do it. And so I hopped in and then I think he called you. Right. And then, uh, Heather Heather and Casey, he called Casey at first and then another buddy of his, that's a lawyer or something, I guess, to help us with like the legal aspect of it. And then that was pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. you guys had the, you guys had the full on like right bylaws and stuff. Because I think there's like you had to have like initially 50 members, but I don't think there was much of a problem getting that. But you guys had to do all the like set the elections and all that. Yeah, you oh, had legal mumbo jumbo. Yeah. You literally had to write the book, and like none of us knew what we were doing. We were like, I guess I, maybe <laughs> rule number one: be nice. Rule number two: uh, don't show be an up idiot. to meetings. Don't be an idiot. <laughs> be cool to each other. Right. Yeah. You know. I knew he was, yeah, I knew he was he was involved in some of his early conversations. I remember seeing all the stuff back and forth uh online. I didn't get them attend any stuff in, in person. I didn't know you were uh you were hand selected. We were you both we of were you guys were hand selected. Yes. Yeah, we were <laughs> best of the best. So you don't choose leadership, leadership chooses you. Leaders, you know it's blessing and a curse. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? That's, I believe that though, not to get all, you know, like, <laughs> phil- like philosophical, yeah. but yeah, I don't, I think the best leaders are not the ones that want to run, but the ones that like people like agree that they should run. Now, do I think that yeah. I'm the best for the love of God? No, but you know, like in general, it, it's like, if people see that you like something and that you believe in something, I think that that's the kind of like, you know, like Kickstarter motivation yeah. that you need, you know, yeah. I wouldn't trust me if I was like, I want to do this and run this entire thing. Yeah. Cause you, you have humility, have- like people believe in us. And so I think that <clears throat> gave us a little bit of the confidence loosely <laughs> to kind of yeah. get things off the ground, you know? Absolutely. I agree. Yeah. You guys had the, had the, had the desire, the smarts and, and you guys obviously made it work because here we are now. So you guys got started and kind of what were, what were some of your, your early hurdles we talked about, obviously kind of writing, writing the books there. Was it like easy to like get people to run for some of these, these other positions? Cause you guys obviously needed some pretty dedicated support for a board. Yeah. I mean, I think that it wasn't difficult to find people. Cause I think once we kind of had a little bit of momentum on social media, people were really excited. Um, and they wanted to get involved and help any way possible. Now, I don't think anyone knew like what they were in for really, but I think people really wanted to get involved. And I think that we, not a lot of people that wanted to be on the board didn't make it on the board. I think that pretty much anyone who got votes has been on the board this year. So um, yeah, cause we have 13 members now, 13, 14, yeah, 13. It was 14 and now it's 13. 13, yeah. So. No, I mean, we were really impressed. Like having a 13 person board in your first year has been a lot, but it's also been very, very awesome because you have lots of ideas and lots of different people who are willing to, you know, have input and, 
you know, bring different things to the table and have, they have different experiences. Like we have people who have been on boards for forever. We have people who've never even been in a supporters group before. We have, you know, people who have never even been involved with stuff like this. So we have a lot of different perspectives. So that was really cool um, for us to kind of like kickstart that. But I mean, you know, it also comes with hurdles because a lot of us have no clue what we're doing. And then it was like, oh, shit, we have to make a logo. Like we have to make a Twitter. Like we have to like, do all these things and organize stuff. So, I mean, there are definitely some hurdles, but yeah, I mean, people have been super helpful for the most part. <laughs> yeah. I think our biggest, God, I hate, I'm so sick of the word COVID. I, COVID was our biggest first year challenge because we couldn't do watch parties. We couldn't do in-person meet and greets. We couldn't do any events that remotely got, you know, 25 feet within the player. Like we couldn't do any in-person thing that would be even remotely encouraged or, or anything, even, you know, cause you're talking pre-vax. So you're talking mid peak, early COVID. So that was, I think we had so many people asking, can we do this? Can we, no, we can't. Restaurants are still closed. I mean, I think if we had had a normal, normal year to be able to do in-person things, um, I think a lot of that social aspect would have been a lot, you know, uh, I don't know, it would have been a lot more fun for me. I love doing in-person events, mm-hmm. but I think just the fact that we couldn't, it slowed us down a little bit because now, now we have to, the second year have to remember how to have social events to some capacity. We have to remember how to get people, you know, co- to collectively gather. And I, I still think there's a lot of apprehension to that with, so many variants going around but you know hopefully um hopefully next year we can can kind of go through that a little bit better yeah the more i run through it in my head the more like i realize like how digital base your guys entire existence had to be and back like the only time that you had people together were, were at the games yeah literally the most part, yeah. but you couldn't have any like specific like meeting sort of events or, or anything for the most part yeah, we had, we ended up having one in-person, like actual like meetup, like meeting in-person meeting, which was really exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, you know, people can still be a little apprehensive about stuff right now. Yeah. Um, but no, so it's like, we've had one so far, so we're hoping that maybe we will be able to have more than one in the future. <laughs> that would be lovely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that affects you in ways that you don't even, you wouldn't even think of right off the bat, especially with a supporters group. Cause it's things like, you need big groups of people to paint a TIFO usually and, and all the, all the other stuff behind the scenes that, that gets affected by that. He's going to be not just meetups and games. I never want to hear the word TIFO. Ever. I, I was, <laughs> was going to say, it's a, I know it's one of your passion projects, Lee. I know. <laughs> <It is. laughs> I just love TIFO. Let me paint all of them. I, so, <laughs> I'm going I'm to interject so for, for the listeners when you see a big TIFO unveiled like it's hard to imagine the amount of like man hours and planning and just all the effort that goes in making those so when you see it like clap and especially like if it's like for the racing level game go shake Lee's hand because she's like making it all happen and wanting to pull her hair out <laughs> and even no, like a, even because the stadium is huge so even a small looking TIFO on camera I think people don't realize in real life when you're up close to it, how gigantic that is and how much of a job it is to paint. Oh, I mean, it's hundred percent like 25 feet by 25 feet is Mm -hmm. a large amount of space. And like, I realized 
how much people don't know how large that is because I had so many different people offer us spaces and I'd be like, Hey, these are the measurements. We need 25 feet by 20. And I'd be like, oh, we got plenty of room. And then I'd get there and it'd be like 10 feet of space. And I'm like, why did you tell me that you had this much room? And clearly like, it's, it's like people really don't realize how large these things are. It's crazy. Yeah. They don't make yeah. a lot of buildings where there's 30 feet plus between columns. Cause even if a space is big, you usually have supports there. Mm-hmm. And so you can't lay the whole thing out. So you've got to do it in sections and it's just, yeah. The and then, and to yeah. backtrack on it, like you have to sew the damn thing together in the first place too. It's not like you guys just buy this giant ass tarp that you can use for that. Yeah. And I think all of them is. are pretty much just sewn together from, from smaller yeah. things. So I will say though, real big, big ups, John and Katie Harper helped us get mm-hmm, the actual sure. sewing together. So the Legion did not have to actually sew these things. Oh. They were a huge help in the beginning and just like knocked both. Cause we only had two big TFOs and they knocked both of our sewing out and like, so I will give them credit on that because they were freaking bomb AF for helping are, us like start all that. So they're, they're Tifo awesome. and Capo legends for sure. Like they're all over the place. Yeah. So, but I mean, we obviously kind of hit on the, on the Tifo one, but one, my, my next question is to be was like, how was coordinating specifically for, for like the first matches? I mean, you obviously had some of the pre stuff with the Tifo and getting that hung, but I mean, there's a, there's a lot more around it. The decorations, the, the Capo wing, um, March to the matches when those became a thing. What was what was all that like? Kind of doing all that stuff for the first time. It was. I think there was a lot of, and you know, Lee can speak different perspective probably. But for me, it was a lot of people inherently knew what should happen on game day, but not a lot of people knew how to execute a game day coordination. So it's like you know, from my experience as strictly a spectator supporter before now. I knew people needed to get up in capo. I knew people needed to go drum. And I was like, I just kind of expected people to just fall in and do it. Um, and didn't really think about the logistics of actually, you know, making assignments or asking for volunteers. Cause I just inher- assumed people would inherently gravitate to those tasks or duties or whatever you want to call them. Because as a working supporter is what I call us, it's a different thing from a spectating supporter. So, you know, you actually have to facilitate people. It's like managing a team. You have to get people in place and position. And, you know, um, the first game, look, I'm bragging on myself here because I capped the whole game in that torrential downpour by myself with the exception of Kirsten who helped me for a few minutes. My tie-dye racing shirt got ruined because of it so look, sacrifice look team store if you're listening i'd love a replacement please thanks and her out yeah. so at you know as coordinating the first few games our first game capos and trumps were so shit i'm sorry but they were they were so uncoordinated so disorganized like you know compared to what we're used to for six years of watching you know scouse's house and the coopers do drums and and so organized like a symphony right Ours was not like that. Ours was like an eighth grade middle school band concert where you had clarinets out of tune and you had, you know, wacky saxophone noises going on over here. And it just kind of somehow came together, but it wasn't real pretty. Well, you know, after that, every subsequent game, I think, got a little bit better, but it was like herding cats the first game. Oh, my God. A hundred percent. Yes. Herding cats is what it was like. Great analogy. (laughs) I mean, like it's. It's kind of like a gift and a curse having like Louisville city around for several years before this, because like you mentioned, like 
Scouse and John and Katie. Like there are lots of people who have experience doing things that have been like helpful to lean on. But then also the flip side of that is I feel like, especially those first few games, there were maybe like unfair expectations of like how, how the Legion would come out of the gate. Whereas like, you know, the, the Louisville city support groups have had seven years to, to like figure things out and get stuff down. And it's an immediate comparison and and it's still, even now people are still trying to throw comparison to us. We're a year in and even some of our own board members are trying to throw comparison in into you know, in, in our agenda. So I just feel like I get it for like a point of reference for a little bit, but at some point, you know, we have taken the avenue and has started to establish our own identity, our own way of doing things. There's only so long that we needed to refer back to the pre-established standard before we are able to kind. You know, we're pretty smart. Uh, for you know relatively speaking for myself anyway, you know, we can pick up on things that need to be done or, or can be, you know, logistically uh, fixed up or whatever. I just, I, I get annoyed at the comparison this late in the season, but I guess it's human nature to, to yeah. when you only have one point of reference sometimes. Yeah. I, I, I kind of like that you guys are, that you aren't a bunch of people that have done this before with like the like any of the other groups before that you guys are learning and figure this out yourself and developing your own kind of culture and way of doing things. Sure. There's gonna be a lot of similarities, but if you do something different, I mean, that's great. Like I, I almost, I almost want the racing Louisville games to have a different vibe and, and whatnot. Then it's a different fan base. Than the Louisville City games. Exactly. Treat them the same. Yeah. 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 That's a really good point. And I think like, like we, we honestly have been so lucky that the Coopers are already here and like other, you know, supporters groups have already been here because we do have kind of a blueprint to go off of. Um, but it's obviously, it's had to been very, it's, we've had to be very delicate Mm -hmm. in realizing how different NWSL supporters groups culture is compared to USL supporters culture, but also remembering that we're still in Louisville and Louisville supporter culture is going to be different than Chicago and Orlando and North Carolina and whatever. So yeah, it's definitely been a little fine line that we've had to walk, but um, he does I it much better than I do. I'm a mean old bitch and Lee is a <laughs> delicate, sweet, loving angel. So I if mean, you want someone to be nice to you, call Lee. If you want someone to tell you straight up to leave us the F alone, then you call me instead. We're very cop, bad cop. That's very how pretty we much. Yeah. I am definitely <laughs> bad cop. For sure. So um, <laughs> I'm not going to dive into the whole differences between the NWSL and USL fan bases. Those on Twitter have become uh, much acquainted with how, how these groups handle things differently. But as far as like with the supporters groups in the NWSL, uh, I, I know there was some engagement with some other ones, particularly Chicago and stuff like that. I mean, was there like a lot of sharing of best practices amongst with these different groups and kind of a, you know, one big team as far as NWSL fans go? Yeah. I mean, before the season started, we talked to, who did we all talk to? We talked to Chicago, obviously. And like, were you on that call? I don't Mm -hmm. remember. Yes. And we ended up like just talking shit with them for like two and a half hours, drinking wine, just like becoming besties. And we were like, oh my gosh, like, are we actually going to like get along? Because (laughs) I think at first we were like, oh, they're going to be like our hated rivals. And then we actually got on a zoom call with them. We were like, oh my God, you're actually really cool. We love them. Literally. (laughs) So yeah. So they were super helpful. Um, cloud nine, we talked to, uh, 
New Mexico United we talked to, which is not USL right. or not NWSL, but like we talked to them. God, that was so um, Didn't we talk to then, Angel City at some point? Yes, talk to Angel City. Um, but I mean, we're in ISC with the NWSL, like, you know, supporters, like Slack group. And it's like, everyone's super helpful and super cool. Like we can hate each other on the field, but at the same time, it's like everyone kind of has the same mindset of like, we're here to support the players. We're here to support our teams. Like if we can help each other, support each other's players, then like we're all in. So it's been very nice to like talk to other people who have been, you know, established for a long time, like the Riveters and who, whoever. So. And now you guys can help out the, uh, the wave supporters groups and angel city and whoever else is coming down the pipeline in, in the preceding years. I told yeah. you we should start a business and be official supporter group consultants and just travel the country and tell people how to start a supporters group. I, I soccer think, matches. That's not a, it's not too bad of a gig. I think it's a genius idea. <laughs> <laughs> we're clearly pros. <laughs> so what were, uh, I guess, what were some of the unexpected challenges that you guys kind of faced throughout the season? Whew. I mean, unexpected, I would say like, obviously I've been within the NWSL world for a while. Like I've been a fan, I've been a supporter and like, obviously like things have happened within, you know, the league and the coaches have been fired and all these things have happened. Like, I think that this year, the biggest like unexpected, um, you know, hurdle for us was trying to figure out like what our voice is um, and trying to figure out like, are people going to get mad if we speak out about this? Are people, you know, are people going to get mad if we don't speak out about this? Like, I think it was really just trying to find our voice, like just social media wise, because I mean, we did a lot and we, you know, we emailed our members. We were very open in our Slack channel, but just strictly on social media, like what, like, where's our stance on this? Like, what can we say? Like, do we have to have an official statement on stuff? Like, how do we deal with like these crazy people that like, are a part of our group? Do we have to kick people out for saying certain stuff? Like what's, what's the standard? And so I think that was for me, the most difficult. Um, Cause I mean, everything else logistically, like, you know, it's get stuff done or don't get stuff done. Like game day, TIFO, whatever. Like, yes, that's a hurdle that it's expected. Um, I think, but definitely the biggest hurdle was like trying to figure out like literally like what our voice is and what, like what we need to be saying and not saying publicly. Right. For me, that's what I thought the biggest hurdle was. Yeah, I agree with that. I think, you know, got navigating uncharted territories again, as a working supporter, not a spectator, um, you know, with, with Holly being booted mid season, like, uh, what the hell do we say when we didn't even know the circumstances right away, you know, we had no idea this was coming or, you know, what to say or what to do or how to think right away. And so, and then, you know, we had dealing with people that, you know, determining what misconduct is and determining what a violation of the bylaws is and determining, you know, what, what verbal threats are determining what other types of threats are and, and navigating all that as kind of an administrator of an organization, I think was challenging because, you know, you can say one thing as someone who witnesses it on the outside, but to have to discipline someone who's, you're a volunteer for like a supporters group and you're having to discipline people and, you know, hold them accountable to their actions and, 
that's not very easy to do, especially when you literally have never met some of these people before. So just navigating how to deal honestly with different kinds of people was a big part of that. I found that you guys had some with HR experience on your board. Well, I don't know who that would have been. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> throwing shade. Are you throwing shade or are you throwing a compliment? I don't, I no, I'm just saying, I mean, you were per- perfectly suited as a compliment. <laughs> yeah. Thank God we had Robin. <laughs> uh, some people would beg to differ, but thank you for it. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I mean, and, and I guess in, but to what you guys are saying is that at the end of the day, you guys are elected representatives for, for these passionate groups of people and you need to, to represent their interests. And especially with how, with everything that has happened in the NWSL and, and just how the NWSL culture is in general, that's, hey, you guys were thrown in the deep end real quick. Being a politician, they're all constituents. Literally, I know that. I mean, we're the good yeah, guys. We're, <laughs> we're not the yeah, bad. And, guys. Yeah, and I think that like it sucks because, and not, I don't mean to throw shade at all, but I just feel like the first half of the year, like personally, I think the decisions that were made by, um, like our head coach really didn't make it easy on us. Like, you know what I mean? Like truly, truly like threw us into the fire from the beginning. Like we really, really had like, Oh my God, I hate this word, but we had like haters, like haters. And it was just like, Oh my God, like we were constantly getting tagged and stuff and DM'd and are you going to, are you going to talk to this fan? Are you going to reprimand this person? And I'm like, I'm not these people's mom. Like, what do you, you know, it was just like, we really, no one made it easy on us. Like the front office did not make it easy on us at all, you know? <laughs> and I think that like, once everything, like, you know, once Holly was out and, you know, Mario came in and like, everyone loves Mario, it did become a, a little bit easier, but I mean, not to say we haven't had bumps in the road. Um, but yeah, it was just, <laughs> we were really, really trying to figure out like, oh my God, like, are we these people's mom? Are we like, what do we even do? It was just, it was very uncharted. And I'm very grateful that we had Robin here. Well, you know, and, <laughs> and this is HR. Well, determining consistency too. So, you know, certain pe- things people said and determining, you know, the weight of it compared to what someone else said or did. And then do you do the same thing to the second person that you did to the first person? And do you, you know, reprimand them for lack of a better word in the same kind of way? And what standard do you hold these people to that you did or didn't hold these people to? So it's just constantly navigating literally how to deal with people. Yes. It's so it's so hard to be a moderator with anything because it's like such a fine line you have to walk between like like enforcing the rules to like keep things civil among people but also like not being overly heavy-handed about things and like someone's gonna be mad at every decision (laughs) whichever way it is yeah it's a lose-lose yeah constantly yeah yeah absolutely so um I guess on a more positive thing, what was one of the most like re- rewarding parts of, of starting the group and in leading them through the first season? Oh man, I'll go first. Um, yeah. I was excited about this question because I remember the feeling after the first game, and um, I know, God, did I gripe and bitch and moan? But after the game was over, 
and I had time to sleep and process and reflect on actually the historic the historic moment that we cultivated the very next I think it was the next morning I texted Lee and I said we're in charge of the game day experience for these people and I was motivated I was inspired the reward was the game and the experience for the first time in the stadium with the NWSL team I think it was just the whole first day glamour pomp and circumstance all of that stuff together Um, when you're in the fire you feel the heat but when you get out of it and you cool off and you really see what has come out of that. Um, for me, it was just reflecting on the whole first game experience and realizing that we had found our purpose and we had established, okay, we're here as the leaders of these supporters. Yeah, I completely agree. And are you talking about like the challenge cup or like our first regular season? Because for me, it was like the first regular season. Home I think game it was the first had, regular season. Yeah. Yeah. Like, cause we had the TIFO and we had all the banners and like all yes. that stuff. And I felt like yes, everyone was like, so freaking stoked. And I think that was like, that was our third technical home game. Yeah. Like it was just our first regular season one. Yeah. So it was like the first two were kind of like first pancake, second pancake. And then <laughs> You know what I mean? Like you always burn your first, you know what I mean? So it was like the third pancake. It was like the perfect pancake. And I think that we really, really just, that was, that was a really, really great moment leaving that night was it's cause it's like in the moment you're like stressed out and like all this stuff, but yeah, leaving that night was, it was a very, very good feeling. It was amazing. rewarding for sure. You burn pancakes that frequently. The first one is always What? Everyone and there's there's a French saying that the first pancake is for the dog. Yeah. Because you always you got to season the pan first. Yeah. Got to test the heat. Make sure like are you, don't you ever cook it, like, pancakes? Yeah. yeah, I just don't feel like I do that. Okay. Well. Ben, do you only <laughs> eat? Do you just make one pancake and then eat it? I, I, I eat more than one pancake. See, you just make you, a perfect if you, pancake. If you made your a first second time. pancake ever. You would not say it's perfect, but I'm like it's not this. Whatever I said, I don't know. All right, I'll start using the expression now. But um, <laughs> but to your guys' point, the first two games it was like it was such a unique, fun atmosphere to it. There's something special in the air. Like we just didn't know what we were going to get. That was kind of really exciting part of it. And like you guys said, the it's the supporter groups that really are the special part of of soccer. All the noise making, the waving of banners, the smoke. March the mm-hmm. matches, the chance, all that stuff. And then the fact that you guys got to help kind of lead that. And again, it might sound like an eighth grade course in the beginning, but <laughs> everybody had those learning yeah. curves, you know? Yeah. The Coopers sure. weren't uh weren't this pristine orchestra in 2015. Yeah. Yeah. So. And look where they are now. So it's like we really have a lot of optimism optimism on where we will be in like, you know, five years, ten years, for sure. whatever. For sure. So well, and we didn't even have full capacity the whole year at the yeah, stadium this right. year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the NWSL, I know, is particularly more rigid than even the than the USL was. So it was exactly. even yeah even harder to manage in that front. So, uh, Yuri, you kind of talked about like like looking forward a little bit. So I kind of want to hear some of your guys' ideas going forward. I know you guys are in elected positions and. Uh, um, not sure if you guys are planning a run again or not, but what are I was looking forward, whether that's for next season or even a longer term scope, like where's your head at? Like, what do you want the to group to do or do better? Things like that. 
Um, well, I will be running again. Um, I've not announced that officially, so you guys are getting exclusive breaking oh, news. Oh, breaking news on the pod. It's <laughs> what we look for on the podcast. Exactly. I, the I waited, bump. 100%. I waited just for you all. Um, but, but no, I, yeah, I'll be running again. So I think next year, I mean, hopefully, my gosh, with all these variants, everything will, you know, be a little bit more. Let's get your dang we'll, vaccine. We'll a little. Jeez, for, for boosted. Get your booster, get everything. Good Lord. Um, hopefully things will be a lot less rigid and people will be much more comfortable coming out. Um, so I think, you know, now this year, cause I think everything was not planned. It's, we just kept forgetting to do stuff, you know, where it was yeah. like game day and we're like, oh shit, we should do a March to the match today or something. And so like, <laughs> you know, like, I think now we know how to plan. Yeah. And so we'll be able to do a lot of stuff, you know, much more in advance, whether that be, you know, a game day activity or some sort of fundraiser or some sort of like community event, like something that's actually going to like benefit us or raise money for something. Now that we have our first season under our belts, like we'll actually be able to sit down, plan stuff and execute and hopefully get everyone involved and get a lot more eyes on, you know, activities that we're doing. So that's what I hope for. Yeah, I'm running again, but only because it gives me the chance to hang out with Lee way more than she wants me to. So, um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it was honestly a great learning experience. And, um, I'll tell you all a little fun story about the first time I met Lee after we're done, if you want. Um, so anyway, I do plan to run again. Um, honestly, I think we're kind of yin and yang together. So, um, we, we try to lead very, in a very balanced way. Um, but we, we work very complimentary. So, and I had a lot of fun despite all of the hurdles and things, but, um, we are very fortunate to have some very, very smart people that helped push us along in the train and with, you know, 13 minds reflecting instead of just one or two, then that yields way much more, um, in uh, retrospect and the ability to see things that went well and didn't go well from different perspectives and how they can be improved you know everyone has different strengths that they can focus on and, and we're very fortunate we we kind of restructured the roles a little bit for next year so be a couple minor changes for that um but we're very excited to be able to do more community involvement definitely want to kind of sound like I'm a at a pageant or something world peace Man. I literally was about to be like wow Robin is killing this <laughs> <laughs> such as the Iraq so <laughs> I um you can edit that out sorry um no we know where it's from we get the reference don't worry <laughs> we know we know what you meant <laughs> yeah so I mean I think next year we'll we'll have the opportunity and the resources and the bandwidth to just make so much more of an impact in the community and and just spread the you know the love for racing all across the region and and get a little bit more um, exposure to surrounding cities so I'm, I'm very excited for what we kind of have on the docket but um god we got to get through the dang holidays and get through the next election so it's like one thing at a time you know when, when will the next elections be we january right aren't we rearing everything back up in january, january something yeah that sounds right oh man i guess it's time for me to re-up on my uh on my membership as well i guess that will pick back up in january too yeah we'll throw out yes. details about that later 
Yeah, they'll come and inside. So. I'm sorry if I still have your scarf. Look, I'm busy, okay? I have them and I have the labels. I just got to mail out the dang scarf. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got an angry email about that yesterday, too. I'm and sorry. I was like, oh remember when you go God. to the ballots? It's on Robin. I took I them to the supporter group exactly. party and only only one person that had one showed up. So, you know. It's all right. I have lots of client service experience now. So I'm, I'm just going to go through and copy paste a bunch of emails to these people. Like he's angry. I'm just so busy. Uh, maybe I'll, I'll ship them. I'll get them packaged up on Christmas day. It's my only day off. So how about yeah. I do that? Will that make you, Ooh, you know what I'm going to, Oh my gosh, maybe don't actually, no, I don't really care. You know what I'm going to tell people? Hopefully if you didn't have your scarf, just pretend you didn't hear me. I'm just going to be like, because of the holidays, we've decided to wait until after Christmas to not possibly lose your package because okay. of the influx are- of delivery <laughs> yeah. what did what was your guys accumulative salary for for this season for the positions that you held well i um after taxes uh even before taxes i grossed zero and i netted zero so probably a negative number you probably you know, spent some money I, I doing stuff you know? hey because i you know we did donate lee and i both donated time and money that you know yeah. All in all, honestly, because I felt yeah. bad dipping into our budget because we do want to like, you know, yeah, give for sure. things I w- safely, I would say I spent maybe $1,500 on the Legion this year. Yeah. Like yeah. for real, like that's probably a safe it. number. That's like a low balling. <laughs> so, yep. yeah. so I yeah. hope these people keep that in mind of the, uh, of the uh, lack, you know, you guys aren't putting any of that money in the end of your pocket. So there needs to be a, a level of understanding. I just, yeah, we all have full-time jobs on top of doing this and we all have other things to do. So like, I'm sorry. I genuinely am sorry that it's taking a while, but I will get it to you. I promise. Yeah, Again, that's, a, that's just a crazy thing to think about. The, uh, the, this whole thing, all this stuff you guys have been doing, this is on top of your your normal lives, being able to like, you know, watch the matches and hang out with spouses and do your actual job that pays you money to live, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And too, like, it's, it's just like, there were, we didn't have expectations of how much work this would be. So, you know, next year we'll have this all scheduled out. Like we'll be able to do everything better, but it's just like, if you don't know how hard something's going to be, sometimes you just have to like work through it and you're not going to be perfect. And, you know, no regrets because, you know, however much we learn this year, we get to take next year and we get to fix it and we get to make it better. So period. Definitely. You're welcome for that beautiful nugget nugget of knowledge. <laughs> so eloquent. So you know. for if, if for people who might be interested in, in getting involved in some capacity, there's probably some some timid people out there that want to be involved, but they don't know what to do. I know I was kind of in that boat myself at one point. Look at me now. Um, what I mean, what would what would you tell those people? Like, what are opportunities they can do to participate in, in various capacities? Um, I mean, I would say the place where we're the most active is absolutely our Slack channel. Like that is where, if you want to interact with people, if you want to connect with people, um, if you want, sorry, my cat just, did you all hear that? Like, yes. just like, oh my gosh, sorry. <laughs> um, if you, if you want to actually connect and like get involved in game day stuff actively, um, our Slack channel, once you become a member at lavenderlegion.com, you just pay the $5 and two cents. Please don't join though until 2022 though, because yeah. our memberships literally go till December 31st. So if you join in the next, well, like 10 days, then you'll, you'll have to just pay again on January 1st. Um, 
But once you join, you get a link to join our Slack. And it is absolutely the easiest way to keep up with, you know, game day stuff, events, you know, different like channels that we've created. Um, that's the easiest way right now. I mean, maybe we'll come up with some different other things in the future, but currently that's probably the easiest. And honestly, the yeah, base, the most basic level of support is just follow us on social media. I mean, you don't have support. to, you can like a Twitter post or, or retweet something or share a Facebook, whatever. I mean, it doesn't take, if, if you are timid and you just kind of want to understand, you know, the groundwork, then just be a, just kind of. What is the, what am I trying to use my words? You just watch and observe. Follow? Just follow us. Yeah. And just, <laughs> yeah. Hello. It's really roundabout way of getting to that one. <laughs> God. Long day, We're huh, Robin? So concise. It's totally fine. <laughs> oh my God. What a day. Oh, the, uh, the Slack channel is, uh, it's been quite active place. There's a lot of fun uh, discourse on there, even outside of the actual, like, but there's a few. Get there... to done. Like there's a few that really keep it fun and interesting. So if, oh, man, if you want really. a great time, if you want a great yeah. time without a phone number on the wall, then you join, join our Slack. Because, yeah. We spill some tea in there too. You get For like sure. rumors and like stuff. So Ooh. if you want to like. Some of us have the inside scoobly. Yeah. So. Ooh, that so. inside track. There you go. That's worth the $5 and two cents <laughs> yeah, alone. All right. Get the day. Yeah. Get it's literally week. like a teaser to watch Twitter at 10 a.m. It's. It's, you know, yes. she doesn't spoil the news, Jonathan or Brett. She doesn't spoil anything. She just, I don't, I don't. I literally, <laughs> I mean, just if you want to play people, it safe, just always look at 10 o'clock. That's their go to time. Twitter just at 10 I said is it. always. Jonathan's going to change today. it just because I say it. Yeah. He's going to say it. Now it's going to be 11 <laughs> or 9. <laughs> he threw it off the other day. Who was it that, uh, that resigned? Somebody was at like 1 30. One day I was like, what are you doing, man? Was that was that West Sharpie that he did that for? Yeah, it's the West. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Yeah, it's the West ones that went thirty. Like, like, that's throw off my yeah. After my lunch, rhythm. we're all in our food coma by then. What? Yeah, I thought oh I thought God. the news had passed for the day. Jonathan's too bad. Must have. Yeah, he must have. I'm dead. <laughs> Amazing. Well, awesome. Um, Zach, do you have any uh, additional question for our for our guest? Yeah, I had one. Uh, I was curious how. Like as a supporters group, you guys try to balance like supporting the team and working with the team, but also like maintaining independence from the team. Not not always like, uh, you know, I I know teams like to be in charge of everything with supporters groups, but sometimes you have to like put your foot down and like assert your independence. So just curious how that ba- balance has has gone this year. Oh, she's laughing. What? Me? Uh, Sorry, you'll have to edit that. Sign language in a podcast. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, that segment. I had to mute my microphone. My cat is like hawking up the loudest hairball. (laughs) (laughs) You should have left that baby on record. I know. That was in gold. (laughs) You're like, talk to us about an important thing about cat tech. You're like, (laughs) (laughs) it's like Lake choking or something. Like, (laughs) I don't know what's going on. It was so oh, the loud. Cat's I just choking. started crying laughing. I'm so, that's why I was like, Robin, talk. For the love of God, I muted myself. <laughs> Jeez, Robin, couldn't you see, couldn't you understand that hand signal? <laughs> oh my God, that was so funny. <laughs> Anyways, Robin, you can still go first. I think he's done now. You'll he's do good. a much better job of explaining this balance. Balance. Okay. It is a I very know. good question. No, it is a very good question. Um, 
I mean, I think that we are very fortunate um, that we already knew a lot of the people in the front office and we are in a very unique position where the front office is very involved um, in, you know, talking to us, whether it's on social media or else, you know, at games, outside of games. Um, so that's been really great. Um, I will say that it has been, especially within NWSL culture, it has been a bit of a struggle and a bit of like, like we go back and forth of like, are we too close with our front office? Like, is it, you know, should we back up? But like, because at the end of the day, like if they do, you know, make a bad decision that we don't agree with, is it better for us to be super close with them so we can talk to them? Or is that going to make us be more biased to supporting them? Like that is, those are conversations that we've had. Um, But I mean, at this point, like, you know, just like a specific example with the whole, you know, firing of Coach Holly, like we immediately reached out and like sent an email and we're like, yo, uh, can you like give us a little breakdown of like <laughs> mm-hmm. how you haul or like, you know, you don't have to tell us what happened, but like, can you like give us a breakdown of like how you're protecting our players? Like what, right. you know, things have changed. What's, you know, how are you all picking a new coach? Because obviously, you know, we want to trust you all, but you know, other people, don't know you and other people are nervous and other people like don't know you know like what your processes are and I will give credit to James O'Connor within like 15 minutes he emailed us back and was like yo let's meet in person let's chat about this like invite whoever you want um so that was really cool so I do think it's it's nice that we have a balance of being able to hold people accountable um and having a good relationship but yeah I mean it's something that we're still working on and trying to work through because I mean, I will say that like, there are people in the front office who are good friends of mine. And it's like, I never want to have to yell at them about anything. I never want to have to be like, yo, bro, what the frick? Like, so it is a delicate balance. I think we're finding it, but at this point, I do think it's nice that we have a decently well-working relationship with them. Yeah. And I think on the other side of it, I mean, I don't think we could do some of the things that we did without their insight. And, and conversely, they couldn't do some of the things they wanted to say or do without our insight as well. So we have this, you know, uh, working relationship that it, it does walk that tightrope of, you know, we got to keep professional, look at me, you got to be keep professional when it's like focused on, you know, the game and the players, but then when it's, it can be a little more lax when you're talking about supporter events and things like that. So we, we need each other. We need to have open communication so that we can both effectively do what we want to do for our groups. Um, but it is important to, like Lisa, not to, not to be so close that it gives the perception of too much of a bias in the wrong way. Yeah. And we have to think too, like, cause we talked to support groups, obviously we talked about this earlier. There's a lot of NWSL supporter groups who have horrible relationships with their front office. I mean, like ungodly awful. And we got warning after warning of like, don't be an official supporters group of your team. Like that literally does nothing. You can't say anything against them. Like they will silence you. They will make you do this. And it's like, they're, they're not going to freaking silence us. Like absolutely not. And it's like that, but other teams like expect that of their supporters groups. And that's like what we were so shocked to find out that you know, there is a stigma of supporters groups being front, being close with the front office within the NWSL because a lot of front offices are a little 
freaking shady. And so it's not been the best relationship in the past. So I get why people can be apprehensive, but going back to what Robin said, it's, it's good that it's a nice working relationship. Yeah, I was actually going to comment that it sounds like I think we have a, a good thing relative to some of those other examples, like a North Carolina or a Portland and stuff, where it just seems like it's a full-fledged like social media war. <laughs> it doesn't sound like it's probably any more cordial offline either. Yes, correct. And they also are at a disadvantage because I feel like, you know, if something bad happens with our front office, it's like we easily could email them and they could respond to us or we could text somebody and they would mm-hmm. respond to us, you know, with the whole, you know, thing that happened with Ch- within Chicago, it's like, they like had to like publicly battle their owner over like yeah. him, like talking to yeah. them. It's like, that would never have to go down with us. It's like, we would get a response back if shit hit the fan to put it nicely. Or Washington. I've had, to, I had to explain so many supporters group signs to like the people around us at the final <laughs> oh gosh yeah they're like who is steve why are we yeah, who is steve <laughs> why do they why do they want steve to sell right <laughs> yeah it's just yeah a lot going on and i'm, I'm glad we have those open channels of, of communication and i hope they they remain that way but yeah agree so. yeah. Well, that was uh that was most of the questions i had zach was there was there anything else that was on my one mind? question that you didn't have so Unless we want to talk about fun news from the past week with new players and things. Oh my gosh, there's been so much activity. Oh my gosh, I know. How excited are you guys? I'm so freaking stoked. I Okay, so like I had a feeling that we were going to get Jess McDonald. I had a little inkling that we were going to get her. He's been stalking her on Twitter for I have been stalking her on Twitter and on social media because she was here for the final and just seemed very, very happy to be here. And I was like, "Mm, okay, Jess McDonald, what's up? Like, oh, you like Louisville? That's really nice. I also like Louisville. Would you like to live here? (laughs) Like, so I am so stoked that we have her. Like, she is Oh, she's not only an incredible player, but just like an incredible human being. So I think that her presence here is going to be freaking awesome. And I cannot, like, I cannot believe we got Jalen Howell. Like, I cannot believe we got her. Like, I had heard kind of like through the grapevine that Naomi Germa wanted to be on the West Coast, but everyone thought that Howell would go first. So like, it was like, okay, well, love that you want to be on the West Coast, but Hal's going to go first. And then they picked her because I think that it's also really good that we heard news that like these people are actually talking to players and asking them their opinions on what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it makes me feel novel. like, you know, yeah, novel, what an idea of it, listening to people's opinions. Um, so I think <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> it's cool to know, like, hopefully like she actually wanted to be here and she's been super active and you know posting about us on social media so I'm, i mean she's freaking incredible so i'm very very ready for her to get here and jess not only all the draftees that we just got from this season but we're <clears throat> getting a few in from last season's draft who who continue to stay oh, over so yeah oh my gosh i know we're like in- half the roster is like going to be brand new people yeah we're gonna have a totally different team next year so that'll yeah. be really really interesting to see but really Zach, Zach, you pretty much predicted that, didn't you, about half roster turnover? Yeah, I just figured looking, I was looking at like um, 
Louisville City's first year, they had like 55% roster turnover. And so I, I sort of figured it would be somewhere around there just based on mm-hmm. history. And James O'Connor is still involved. It seems like <laughs> how he operates. Yeah, unreasonable. I mean, you know, that's not unreasonable at all when you have when you have the same hands and in the yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, and we it's weren't... so hard in a first year, like, especially in a league like the NWSL, where I guess the USL is a little different because you can just like go out and sign players who are USL caliber players, just like from overseas, there's no international restrictions. It's like a lot easier to, to, to find players, but like NWSL, like, because there's no free agency and like you pretty much, you had the expansion draft where you pretty much couldn't get anyone that was one of the 11th best players on a team and the college draft. And there's just not, as many opportunities so I, th- I think it's a much longer project in the NWSL to build a team you have to really start with younger players and and bring them up through the team the hoops the hoops are very reminiscent of the uh the MLS a lot of like complicated rules in place to try to instill a sense of parity amongst the teams and yeah makes it 100%, hard 100 percent makes That's it hard so true. yeah so a lot going on and uh I you know I guess our we, we have a new coach that is uh, is coming in soon. I don't imagine you guys have an opportunity to connect with him at all, no? No, we have not. Have not. He's, he's been a little busy for the past week, so we understand that. Yeah. <laughs> Doing what? Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, I mean, he, has, he, hasn't even, he hasn't moved here yet, right? I don't even know. Yeah. No. I don't know. Yeah, I, I thought I remembered hearing when he was announced that just with visa things and stuff that he was not expected to even be in town till January. That's yeah. probably accurate. I can't even pronounce his last name for crying out loud. So Bjorkengren, like the singer and then Kengren, right? Bjorkengren. Bjorkengren. I liked the, uh, vid- the announcement video where they had all the players say it at once. I <laughs> like literally, <laughs> I couldn't understand any of like, it. Dead ass. It was like, I don't, I don't blame him at all. Yeah. And I was like, totally. No, I know his name now. Thank you all so much for that informative pronunciation. He's, he's got to understand. He's got to have a little sense of forgiveness. And I liked his pronunciation guide video where he gave like an American way to pronounce it and the Swedish way to pronounce it. And from him, they both sounded exactly the same. <laughs> he was like, you can call me Bjorkengren or Bjorkengren. <laughs> Oh, all right. Oh, okay. Yeah, fair yeah, enough. Fair enough, bro. But um, <laughs> oh, it sounded like I mean, it was it took a long time to to get him announced, and I think that's because he went through a a pretty heavy vetting process that also included the players. Yes. Which I I mean mm-hmm. was I think was was part of the list of demands. The right word that came from the Legion list request. I don't know how to phrase that. Yeah. yeah I mean, well, Fallout from all stuff. It, it technically wasn't just from it wasn't from the Legion. It was from. Right a lot of players within the league that pushing the actual like NWSL, like right. the league to put these things in place. So yeah, big ups to NWSL players association for a lot of the yeah. revamp and vetting processes. They're going to do so. that year one. So that, you know, that was kind of mm-hmm. a pivotal point of the conversation for me when we had that meeting was that we didn't have any money to do that. We didn't have a roster. We had to rely on the best sources that they had at the time. Um, mm-hmm. And, but now we had, you know, 
and I, and I think it just speaks so highly of of our organization for again listening to the players and the the quality and the caliber of players that we have that are recommending someone of the same quality and caliber you know yeah. I'm not going to recommend a douchebag I'm going to recommend someone who's going to has our best interest and mm-hmm. I, I think Nadia is so loved and respected and the fact that he personally coached her I think speaks a lot and you know I noticed that, um, of course, maybe I'm just blinded to it now, but I don't think we had too much hate on the coaching selection this time around. So um, hopefully, you know, that gives other supporters around the country, it helps them to give us a little bit more respect where I think it's due. Hopefully we get a little more respect next year. So Nadia's out there on Twitter trying to recruit players for us. Yeah. 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 She's, uh, she's pretty excellent. Yeah. I mean, as far as the whole coaching thing is, I mean, going into this, this is probably my naivety from not being familiar with the NWSL culture and the problems that they've had in the past, but I didn't know like that vetting is something that that should happen. Now, having seen over the past year, everything has happened. I completely agree with it. But you know, if I were, if I were in your guys' shoes in the, in the beginning, that's not, not a thought I would have had. So yeah. I don't, I don't put that on you guys at all. It's just like, it sucks because I feel like it kind of comes with the nature and like, we don't really have to get into this like too hard, but I think it comes with the nature of like, having like a male in power over like female and this obviously doesn't go for every man but it's just like yeah. sometimes men who are in charge of things especially when they are in charge of women happen to be dicks and mm-hmm. it's very difficult for other men who are hiring other men to see that and so i think now though we're at a place where you know people feel more comfortable voicing their opinions people are like oh maybe i should like ask people like does this man suck or not and i think that this is like processes that processes that now we are doing and i'm hoping that this is what happened with um our new kim i'm just gonna call him ken i can't i kim i can't like pronounce his last name coach kim um i really hope that that's we could also i really hope he'd be okay with that because that's one we probably need to check on before we make it exactly um but i think now hopefully a precedent has been set for any coaching hire within the nwsl in the future so um hoping that that process is now changing and that everything will be Gucci with him and I hope his involvement and I hope we don't have to change coaches again for a long time you know for the love of God same please please give us everyone knock on wood right now everyone knock on wood (laughs) please give us a break listeners knock right now yeah so yeah please please please. so there's a uh, there's a lot to a lot of lot to be positive to look forward to i know some of the parting of ways we had with some players were were, were sad and disappointing for some people but i think there's yeah. kind of a holistic greater plan at play mm-hmm. that will Absolutely. hopefully it plan out in the long run and again like it's so hard being a new team like i knew going in that it was gonna be a struggle for for racing and, and it was and I had to keep reminding myself of that but even years two and three are still probably going to be tough but that but each year that bar is going to be going up a little bit and, yeah, uh, you're right. On paper, it seems like we made a lot of, a lot of positive changes, and and I, you know, I, I'm excited to see how they how they pan pan out. So, yeah, for sure. I'm still very sad about some of our um, waived players, but that's okay. But yes, yeah. I think that the people that we are bringing in, though, we can be super positive about them because I'm stoked about all the new people that we have. For sure. So, hundred percent. Yep. So. Yeah, Robin. Tell your fun story about meeting me. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, I want to hear this. 
Yeah. It's probably only funny to me, but I'm I want to totally hear it like. too. <laughs> so <laughs> I followed Lee on Twitter like a while before we started the Legion, like because she has like a million followers because she's a very so well known fan. I was a fangirl. She's a well known actress, if you didn't know. So I know. <laughs> she was on an episode of The Middle. Look, look at oh, I didn't know that. I Classic. was. I, I knew you were in a movie. card and everything. Yeah, she was. Um, yeah. Wait, she what was, movie was I in? She met Axel. I don't know. Didn't you talk about some know. crappy movie and you hated it or something? That, yeah, I've, had, I've been in a lot of those. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she's this well-known actress that wants to be involved in the brand new supporters group for this brand new women's team, you know, because um so anyway i followed her on twitter and then we get to, she, i know for a fact she had no idea who i was when we showed up to molly's the first time i just started i just went up to her at the table and i talked to her like i'd known her for years i was like hey like hey lee how's it going she's like hi so I was like yeah blah, blah blah i don't even remember i didn't even say my name i don't think I just absolutely pretended I like I knew who you were. Yeah. <laughs> no, I did. <laughs> so anyway, I was like I'll ask somebody later who that is. <laughs> she kept like before we started the actual meeting, she kept moving tables. Well, yeah, girl here kept following her around like a little puppy talk. I was like, I'm gonna talk to this girl if it kills me. She's gonna know my name by the end of the night so I followed her around I was and because I literally just like attached myself to her hip I was like yeah we're gonna we're gonna be this we're gonna be leave this group so we just, I had already I had already determined this in my head it was already manifesting in front of me but yet she had no idea who I was so but by the end of the night she knew who I was because Scouts and her she had to, she had to. <laughs> I, I could to never know. forget you after that <laughs> No, no, and then it was you know the rest is history. Here we are today. Imagine Lee going home and said, <gasps> "Like sigh of relief, like oh my god, like what the I hell was that?" Oh my god, Robin girl, all just well, everywhere. I'm, I'm very glad you stalked me because you are like Robin. Literally, actually, is like one of my like best and closest friends in the world now. I think from this experience, so well, I'm very she, glad that you did that. Shortly after that, friendship. I invited her to my podcast and I cooked her brunch at my home. So. She made me French toast. I made her and I French was like, toast. Well, I'm in love. This and is this is the end. This the first time we met in person, well, the second time we met in person, I cooked her brunch. So, yeah, and here and here we are. Here we are. I have so many. It's a love story, baby. Just say yes. <laughs> I'll never forget the look on your face when you were like, "I don't know who this chick is." <laughs> I'm so bad at no. It's like if you tell me your Twitter handle, I will be able to tell you the, yeah. your opinions that you've had for the past six months. Well, you could recognize me with a mask like, on and like. Thank you. I'm, yeah. I'm the same way. I got my stupid fucking uh, bucket hat, and so some people like go like, "Hey, like good podcasts and stuff. Like they're a good website." And I like won't recognize them. like you, dude. You gotta wear your Twitter handle or something on me, so I know who you are. Literally, we need yeah. name tags. It's like I don't want your name. I just want your at. Like you know what I mean? Like. Like even with the like the little pictures, like even I just need like a few of the colored pixels. Like I I'll be I'll get it. Like, and I feel bad in those situations too. That's what we're gonna I do recent- for our first in person meetup. We're hello, my name is at Hot Brown Soccer. That's yes. what we're gonna do. Yeah. yeah, soccer culture is so funny like that. It's very it's I mean that's the Woso thing. I think that that very much is like USL culture too. Like 
it's so funny how like active we are on Twitter. Well, I have, si- yeah, I have cyber like, friends. Oh, absolutely. Like yeah. it's, it's awesome. I think it's awesome though. Cause we can one, connect with people and you know, we don't have to hang neighbors, out with them all the time. <laughs> one of our neighbors at our new house, I got caught just like staring at awkwardly <laughs> in the driveway. Cause like I saw her and I and like the gears were spinning in my head. Like yeah. This, like this is a person I recognize, but I can't think of where. And then like we were at, at Target later and I pulled up Twitter and sent her a DM. Like, are we are we neighbors in real life? <laughs> you live next to me. <laughs> have we have we been Twitter friends for several years and now we're neighbors? <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing. I love it. That's so weird. As much as I uh, complain about the bird app, I do love it. It's been a lot of fun. <sighs> Yeah, and you know, I've, I've met some of my best friends in my whole life through soccer. And so, you know, it's just, I can't imagine my life without most of these people now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I yep, completely agree. I went, yeah, my, my evolution, I went so, I went so quickly from just being like a, a casual fan to all of a sudden, like, now I'm doing a lot, lot like, it's on his yeah, resume. I'm, He's a part-time I'm, blogger. I am yeah. full. I'm like full throttled into it now. Yeah. If I looked back, I couldn't imagine of having done all that. But I'm I'm glad I've gotten as involved in. Yeah, it's a lifestyle. A lot of people journey. don't realize it it's a lifestyle. You know, people. Well, what do you do? Well, I watch soccer and I pay for cable so I can watch more soccer. So, like it's like there's not even matches going. I still spend just as much time like doing yeah. doing soccer stuff, and I like it. It's like my hobby, you know. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Hmm. Please, like, no, my hobby is play, but okay. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I have a life outside of soccer, which is just <laughs> standing and drag. You gotta go to Instagram for that one. You only know yeah, exactly. soccer life on Twitter. Exactly. I was about to say, no one on Instagram knows about my like soccer life. They don't. Two different <laughs> worlds. Lives. Yeah. But everyone on Twitter knows about my drag life. I have two personalities on Twitter, but they're only two. I literally only have two. So soccer it's like, you drag. Know, it. yeah. It's consistent. How much of an overlap is there in the drag and soccer communities? Uh, about is that you? Zero. Are, are you? Yeah, are you oh, where the Venn diagram yeah. meets? Well, actually, you know what? Funny enough, there is a drag queen here in Louisville named Mayonnaise, and um, <laughs> love her and I met. I, I know, name. incredible name. I mean, just like, just <laughs> I freaking love it. And her and I met last weekend at a show, and um, out of drag. Uh, him and his partner are both huge Lou City fans and like oh. season ticket holders. And so we are getting drinks next week to like mm-hmm. chat and like talk about like soccer and drag. And I was like, oh my God, I guess we're going to be besties now. So oh, there's wait. one, there's the literally diagram one person gotten a little bit bigger. Diagram. Yeah, I know. So there they are. <laughs> <laughs> two circles and it's just lean even sliver <laughs> that's it that's our little overlap well we did have um for pride night we had a little thing with play and then yeah, they had a yeah. a little video with leah halston and gilda wabbit at halftime i don't know if you all saw that on the big screen but i did awesome. so yeah yeah so there you go we had that going for us <laughs> which is cool that's again <laughs> four people that we can put in the Venn diagram there's zero overlap I don't know I will say though a lot of my soccer friends have been like very interested in drag lately like they I've been getting some dms of like 
what's Dragula? Can you explain this to me? Like, should I watch Dragula? And I'm like, yes, let me tell you all about it. Go to one so, show. Watch RuPaul's Drag Race. If you really want to be like low key and then learn about drag, watch RuPaul's Drag Race. That'll get yeah. you. And then never watch it again and just see local drag and Dragula because Drag Race low key is like trash at this point. Yeah. I'll say it. I'll be the first to say it. Which shocks Hot me because you were such like a. I know. Is it like well, Dracula I love- themed? Or am I like, so, am I just taking it too simplistically? So Dragula is a show, a competition show, very similar to Drag Race, but it's all alt drag. So like, think of like, if you mix like, like really like high fashion, pretty drag with like horror movie, like monster makeup Amazing. and just like through like some like rock and roll and like grunge and like dirty stuff in there. That's what Dragula is. And Sounds it is. Amazing exquisite and so fun and they are like the challenges are so fun the judges on there are so much more cool and like where's the show aired at um it is currently on shutter which is on amc plus which is on (laughs) the finale is actually tonight yes like i've never seen it but i I just seen the picture for this so (laughs) why are you looking at me like that no, I can't hear Dragula without picturing all of the drag queens in the car from the Munsters. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get that reference. I'm sorry. It's, it's also a Rob Zombie song. The Dragula is <laughs> okay. the name of yeah. the, their car in the Munsters. Yes. Oh my god, that's amazing. It's very, it's very Rob Zombie though. It's very like, yeah, yeah, like that's very much what it is. I'll send y'all some clips or that's something. Cool. I'm gonna watch fun. it like right now. It's, oh, I mean, even my husband who like literally hates drag race. Like I made him watch it last season. Cause I'm like a huge Denali stand. This is the thing. I love all the Queens on drag race, but I hate drag race. If that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. the Queens are the reason that I watch it. I hate the competitions. I hate the judging. I think it's so unfair and so rude. And the challenges are like, at this point they're getting like mean and I hate it, but like the Queens I love. So I made Shane watch drag race season 13. He can't stand it. But then I made him watch Dracula and he's like, Lee, this is actually like really enjoyable and fun to watch because like I can, I can stand these human beings that are the judges because I feel like they're actually being fair and like, you know, judging on the actual drag that I'm seeing and not like being like rude and like biased. And I'm like, I know. So I highly recommend Dracula actually. Don't watch Drag Race. Just go right into all drag. Do it. All right. It's so I will fun. Skip, I will skip RuPaul. I will take it Period. off my queue. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Lee never one impact on today. Lee Thank never you. disappoints. Yeah. Thank you. I got to watch Ted Lasso first. I'm, I'm getting, I get a lot of flack for being a huge soccer fan. Even I just signed up for that. Apple Plus today. I literally did it before oh. we got on here. Yes. Okay. Ted Lasso. It's not like is. I've not wanted to watch it. I just haven't. I don't have a good excuse at this point. Ugh, just have top tier and it's easy it's an easy watch you can do it you can oh, literally yeah. get off right episodes. now and yeah. yeah you could finish it by 1 a.m tonight if you want that's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna pour myself a glass of red wine and i'm gonna get it started or i might get sidetracked and watch the witcher we're gonna find out but i know i need to i need to keep going with the witcher yeah, yeah. season two's out yeah so i'm but excited about that i have trash reality tv at 10 tonight so i feel like there you go well well then it is actually almost that time so you know what why don't we let you guys go so you can watch Trash Reality TV, you can watch Dragula, <laughs> yes. and Zach and I will watch whatever we're going to watch. I love this plan. Thank right, you. I'm, I'm really torn between Ted Lasso and The Witcher right now. <laughs> they both get watched. Yeah, good. All right, well, 
we've rambled on long enough. Thank you guys uh, very much for for joining us, talking about the Lavender Legion, and then it spiraled into drag. <laughs> it all. It always does as if I'm on your show. Always do. Yep. Sorry, I got <laughs> y'all. Sorry. <laughs> no, it was fun. So amazing. Thank you guys for, uh, for joining, uh, and I hope things that go well, you guys, for the for the new year. When January hits, I will resign and uh, be a member of the Legion again, and I'm excited to participate. I'm I'm excited to see just the growth overall for for racing. I thought attendance was pretty stellar first season it's only going to go up you know how many people i've talked to that said they want to go and a lot of them specifically said they want to go see racing yes oh yeah absolutely absolutely cool all right well thanks again for joining us guys yeah for sure thank Thank you all. all credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.